Welcome to Press Church. We are so glad that you have joined us. You can find our online bulletin by taking the camera on your mobile device and pointing it at the QR code on the screen. With this link, you can sign up to serve, join a life group, get baptized, and much more. If you are new today, we are so glad you have joined us. Please let us know you are here by snapping on the QR code with your mobile device and clicking on the I'm New link. With every new submission, we will donate $5 to our partners at the Delaware Dream Center. One of the ways we work to make a difference in our community is through partnerships with organizations like the Delaware Dream Center. Through our Press Outreach Center in Delaware, we partner with the Dream Center to support and care for families in need. If you would like to be part of what Press Church is doing there, please contact us at info at Press Church doesn't happen without your support. If you 
you want to help make a difference in our community, there are a few ways you can give financially. There's a box by the exit of the Worship Center where you can drop your support off as you leave. You can also mail in a check to 8794 Big Bear Avenue, Palo Ohio, 43065. The last and easiest way to give is by visiting our website or texting an amount to the number 84321. Let's celebrate everything God has given us and support the community both locally and globally. Now, let's worship together. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Fresh Church. Let's stand and let's worship our Father this morning. By visiting our website or texting an amount to the number 84321. Let's see, the God who was, we worship the God who is. We worship the God who was, we worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors, he parted the raging sea. My God, he holds the victory. Come on, this joy. This joy in the house of the Lord. This joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out.
Thank you, God, for our life in you. As we continue this time uh, of worship together, I'm going to invite you to look at the screen. We're going to uh, say a prayer together. Uh, it's a prayer that reminds us of who God is, of who we are, uh, his power, and why we do the things that we do. So let's pray this together. Heavenly Father, we declare your glory, submit to your sovereignty, and seek your presence. Where we are wounded, heal us. Where we have sinned, forgive us. Where we are struggling, walk with us. Where we are strong, 
keep us humble where we are weak lift us up our hope comes only from the life death and resurrection of Jesus Christ in whom we find our identity and significance in a world full of pain heartache and discouragement we want to be a light reflecting your grace and love through the Holy Spirit we will be the difference in our world and we all say together amen you may be seated Good morning. How are we doing today? Uh, good. All right. Still adjusting to the time change, I see. Uh, if you have kids, you know all about the struggle that that is. Uh, my name is Sean Lee, and I'm lead pastor here, and I'm so glad to be with you today. Uh, if you are new with us, a special welcome and thanks. And for those of you that are joining us online, it's so glad to have you with us today. Uh, there will be a QR code up on the screen that you will be able to take your phones out, and uh, we have our e-bulletin and basically all of our ways to connect through this QR code. So you can take your phone out and uh, connect with us there. Uh, one thing I do want to highlight that is coming up uh, April 16th, we are having baptisms. Uh, if you have never publicly uh, expressed your faith in Jesus, this is a perfect time uh, to do so, April 16th. And if you can, uh, if you do have your phones and get on the QR code, you can sign up to get baptized through the QR code. Uh, you can also do a bunch of other stuff that I'm going to highlight here in just a second. Um, the pastors and I, this last week, we got away and had a little uh, strategic getaway, and just kind of talking through how things are going and what do we want to see, uh, what are some things we can work on. And one of the things that we uh, talked about was we need to do a better job of letting you guys know how you can be helping and supporting press as a church. Uh, and so there's, there's four things that I want to highlight today, and we're going to continue to highlight. Uh, what you can be doing to help press church. One, you can attend. Your attendance is a huge deal. So you being here today is a great thing. We want to see people attend. The second thing, we want to see you serve. If you call press home, uh, we want you to be serving. This is another thing. If you get on the QR code, there's a place that says uh, sign up to serve. Uh, this is a great way to get connected as well. If you want to help with coffee, if you want to help greet. We also have a thing called Press Kids. Kind of important place for us. If you, uh, yeah, <laughs> we need volunteers and helpers in that. So this is a great place to serve and be a part of the community. Uh, another thing is we want you to give. If, if you call Press Church home, uh, we need your support. Everything that we do, uh, we, we need you to do it. So giving is another huge thing. And the last thing, uh, this is something that will be a continual thing that we say. We want you to be focused on the essentials. You may be like, what, what's that? In churches, we can get so bogged down with secondary things, with politics, with all these other things. We want you to be focused on the essentials, the gospel, the Bible, God, who he is, our salvation. And so as a person of press, we want that to be a core part of what you do, do and how you express yourself here at the church. Um, and so with that, I'm actually going to open up in a word of prayer uh, to thank God for uh, the generosity from you and just as a congregation to come before God to pray. So let's bow our heads and let's pray. God, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the sunshine. And God, I thank you for um, this church and the people that make up this church. God, I thank you for their generosity. I thank you for the monies that they have given. And God, I would pray that you would bless all the time and the generosity and everything that has been given, that you would bless it uh, and it would be uh, just worthy of your praise, God. We thank you for this time together. I pray that you would bless my words today, that you would speak through me, and that we all would grow in our faith and love for you. It's your name I pray. 
Amen. Before I get too deep into uh, the service today, I do want to recognize uh, somebody and something that has happened here. First off, I think we should give a big round of applause for uh, Landon Pitroff and the Olentangy uh, <laughs> Liberty hockey team who this last Sunday, you can stand, why don't you go ahead and stand up, Landon, yeah. This, uh, this last Sunday, the Olentangy Liberty High School uh, won the state uh, tournament. And there's, there's two really cool things about this. First off, it was the first in school history. The second one, they are the first Central Ohio team uh, to win the state tournament. So that's just, I just think it's really cool that not only do we have uh, one of their players on the team, but we're in a community that had that happen. So Landon, proud of you. That's super awesome. And uh, yeah. All right, leveling up. Um, I know there's probably some of you guys are like, why do we have video games? And like, what, what, what's this video game thing in, in church? Basically, in this series, here's what we're doing. We're diving into one of the more Im important verses uh, in Scripture for the Israelites. And really what we're doing in this is we're looking at how we as people level up in our love for God. And that's really what it is, is how do we grow in our love for God? How do we continue to level up and get better at our love for God and ultimately love for others as well. If you are new with press, pretty much every week, uh, myself and the teaching team, we get in a car and we hop around and drive around and talk about the message for today. So let's go ahead and watch that video. Tony Hawk 3. That's where I get off the train. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I came you up with really the 80s. Into, you were really into Tony Hawk. Yeah, I came up with the 80s video games, of course. <laughs> you know, I'm sure Jason. Jason's and like. We had rocks that we threw like, at each other. That was our. Video pong? Games. You have like Pong? I on, did have Pong. Like I actually did. No, yeah. it wasn't this. It was a knob. Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> you didn't have the joystick. No, yet. it was a knob. <laughs> I literally had that on my black and white TV. <laughs> so good. Level, le leveling up. Leveling up. Um, I think the way that we think of leveling up is like. You know, your house getting bigger, getting a nicer car. Yeah. Yeah, we in terms of material things, right? Yeah. Maybe we think in terms of, like, our our life and our behaviors and our, you know, yeah. practices. Yeah. Getting to something that's healthier or... Yeah. I got people, you know, they like to run marathons, so they're leveling up as, like, running it faster. Right. And really, you know, what we're talking about, all that stuff is insignificant compared to yeah, right. <laughs> the spiritual aspect of, of what it means to be leveling up. Not, it's not yeah, like yeah. there is a level up. It's yeah, right. like you're in the process of leveling up. Right. My whole life is, is a process of leveling yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. And there, there is a better way of living, and that's really what this is all about, right? Right. In, in, but it, it, I think sometimes it just seems too daunting, this idea of, like, we say posturing your heart towards God and, right, like, right. loving God with everything in you. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Saying it like that seems too big. Or it might, it's just kind of like, oh, it's just an extreme statement. It's like, oh, yeah, love God with everything. Yeah. And it's baby it's so, steps. It's so That's what it really yeah, is. Right. It's baby steps. Yeah. Like, just taking the smallest step in a in a good direction a smallest step towards Christ is is an awesome thing yeah. I think using the like a video game analogy is good because if you play a video game if it, you're playing like a you know RPG you, know, you don't there's probably a lot of people say that I really don't role playing game alright so so you, you start off as a character that character doesn't start off with the strongest sword, the the most, the best shield, armor. You know what I mean? Like, you start off with like a knife, and you you continue to build off of that. It's like you get one tool, and you learn how to use that tool, and you build something else, and you and and it's like that process. You know, it's a it's a, a journey. So what does that mean, though? You start like for my own. Faith. Mm. How do I yeah. 
yeah. level up and continue faith. Yeah. Can I even do that? Yeah, I don't think, it, again, it's not a matter of you level up, but you're in the process of leveling up. So much of life is a comparison game. It's that next step. It's just feeling like you're ahead of someone else. Yeah, or just in the same ballpark, right. like, right. you know, like that you're acceptable in society. Uh, with the societal standards that are around. Yeah, I do think that there is a, a process of us in comparison. It's also us even looking at ourselves and trying to judge and determine our own positioning. And it's like, it's actually not even ours to do that. It's God. We have to look towards God. He defines who we are and where we're at. And he's a loving parent who's calling us forward. You know, it's like most parents who love their kids, they're not like, uh, you know, if a baby starts walking towards them, they're excited. If the baby falls down, if the baby yeah, like, clap. They're like, yeah, you, you tried. And, and that's how our loving God is with us. But we're really thinking in terms of being judged outside and judging ourselves harshly inside with all this kind of stuff. And, you know, it's it's a process. It is a leveling up, right? Yeah, right, right. yeah we do have to think of it. We have to think of our faith in kind of that present tense as opposed to past tense. You know, it's like it's leveling up, right? It's not leveled up, past, done, over. I don't think about it anymore. It's an ongoing mindset, really, of, God, I want to pursue you every day. I, I, I want to be in your presence constantly. I want to be aware of it. And I want to put things in my life that point me towards that, right? That remind me about that so that I am leveling up daily. Uh, and, and the question is, are we really willing to do that? Are we willing to say, God, you are defining where I'm going, not me. And that's what's going to make me move towards leveling up. Yeah. Leveling up. So in thinking through this, thinking about leveling up and making progress, I think one of the biggest challenges uh, or hurdles that we face and deal with today is distractions. Distractions. Uh, we are seemingly one of the most distracted or distraction-filled eras that I can think of. Uh, even now, you know, some of us are itching to check our phones. We're thinking about what's next. We're thinking about what we have to do later today or what's happening in the week. And we're, we're never in the moment. Even as I wrote this message, you know, I'm sitting there with a computer off to the side with basketball games going on, right? How many of you at work were, like, checking your phones, watching the, or just, you just had the game on? Like, we are constantly distracted, we constantly have stuff going on. We have 24-hour news cycles, right? Limitless access with our smartphones. We are constantly and continually distracted. And that's on top of everything else that we just have to do in life. Adulting, school, parenthood, getting stuff done, like work, you name it. Like, we have all of this stuff. In an article addressing how distracted we are, I came across this quote that says, Some would argue that human attention, not money, is the most valuable commodity there is. And yet we are so distracted. How many of us struggle to focus every day? It feels like we're, we're being stretched every day and we can't focus. And while working through this, I, I came across a term that I had never heard before. The term is called continuous partial attention. I don't know if you're familiar with this or not. Um, this is something that many of us exhibit in our life today. And, and this term was coined uh, by an ex-Apple and Microsoft consultant named Linda Stone. And basically, this term describes how we are continuously uh, dividing our attention. We're always dividing our attention. It says no matter what we are doing, we're continuously thinking or redirecting our attentions towards something else. And she said this is driven by the desire to stay connected and to not miss anything that's going on. How many of us feel that? How many of us feel that tension of, I don't want to miss something? I don't, you know, you, you can't focus on the one thing because all of a sudden now your attention is on something else. Well, what about that? I've got to think about that. I've got to worry about that. I think how much does that re resonate? It resonates with me. Even now, I may be looking through this. I'm looking at my notes. I'm like, oh, I need to make sure I get to something else. And, oh, I need to make sure I get done at this time. And, oh, oh what am I going to do later? I've got this stuff. 
We all have that. This, this thing of, I don't want to miss something. I want to make sure I have it. Years ago, they used to say FOMO, right? That's what the kids used to say, I guess. I don't know. This probably hasn't been used in, what, 10 years now or something? But it's like, fear of missing out, FOMO. Fear of missing out. What am I missing? We've developed this always-on, constant state of alertness. And it has some negatives. Because of this, because of this behavior, we create an artificial sense of crisis. There's always crisis. There's always something going on that I need to, to have my attention on. And there's chemical side effects of this. And they're beyond my pay grade to fully understand and, you know, let you know about. But in simple, it's not good. It's bad. It's not good for us mentally and physically. And yet this, for many of us, is our everyday state of mind. This continual uh, dividing of our attention. And so nothing, no one thing actually gets our attention. The other thing that stands out to me is that in doing this, we, we never are allowing ourselves to take in from the thing that we're doing. Here and now, like I said, you may be here listening and thinking about or distracted about something else. Because of that, you can't fully hear what I'm saying. And think about that in, in every area of life, in your job, in school, when you're talking to your spouse, you think you're listening to them, but are you really? You think you're paying attention, but are you really? And always trying to be connected, we're actually disconnected from what's going on, both in us and around us. So what does this have to do with loving God? If you joined us last week, we introduced our theme verse, which is Deuteronomy 6.5. I'll read it again for us. It's this. It says, love your God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And each week in this series, we're going to dive into a different piece of that verse. But today, I want, to, I want to talk about heart. Love the Lord God with all your heart. Heart, for these people, basically meant the center of your emotional and physical life. The, the writers of Scripture actually had no word for brain. They didn't have a word for brain. They had no concept of brain. Your heart was the center of everything, everything physical, your thoughts, your emotions, your affections. It was the center of everything. So when they talk about love the Lord your God with all of your heart, it's this holistic idea of your mind and your body. And so I think it begs the question, how can I love God with all my emotional and physical being if I'm completely disconnected from what's going on around me? How can I fully love God if I'm always distracted and never really taking note of what's going on in my life? When we think about this main verse, we have to understand how important this verse was for the people who wrote it. Jason talked about that last week. Every morning and every evening, they would recite this verse because of, they, they knew how important it was to remember, to keep this at the forefront of their minds. In the verse before that, I'm going to look Deuteronomy 4. It says this, says, Listen, O Israel, the Lord our, is our God, the Lord alone. There's this reminder that, that God is important. It was very normal. The Israelites at this time of writing were surrounded by polytheism. There's gods everywhere. And this verse was reminding them, hey, hey, guess what? Yeah, all those other gods, they're not really gods. I, I am the Lord your God. I am the one true God. And we may not feel that tension here today, but I'll tell you what, there's a lot of us who have made gods of things around us. We've made our work a god. We've made making money a god. We've made keeping up a God. And so for us, it's not that dissimilar. We also need reminded daily that we serve one true God. And also reminding ourselves that we can be distracted. I think this verse also sets, uh, calls out the fact 
that we need to set our priorities properly. When it says listen, can you pull that verse up real quick again? 6-4. Listen. The word here is shema. Jason went over this last week. And it doesn't mean just to listen. There's an action, there's an action piece to this. It's to hear, to listen, and to obey. They don't have a separate word for obey. You see countless times in Scripture this word come up for, for obey, to hear, to listen, to obey. Have you ever asked somebody, did you hear me? You ever asked that? Hey, did you hear me? Why would you ask that? Why would you ask that question? Because they didn't do something, right? You don't ask that, you, you don't say something and, and ask that question if they go and do it. I know <laughs> my wife, she'll say something to me, and if she has her head turned and I nod and she doesn't see it, did you hear me? Right? If I don't do something, if I don't express something, if there's not a, a, a physical reaction, we tend to be like, did they even hear me? Parents, you know all about this. But how many times have we asked that of a friend, of a coworker? Did you hear me? Because we have this implied thing of listening and hearing leads to something. And this, in this verse, is the same thing. Listen, O Israel. Listen, people of God. The Lord your God is the, the one and only God. And here's what we need to do. Love him with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength. So how do we, if God is asking us, if we're actually listening, how do we listen? How do we get through the distractions around us? And that's really the thing. How do we fight these mental, mental and physical elements in a way that allows us to love God? And as we say in the series, to level up in our love for God. How do we grow in that when we have all these things that we're facing, these distractions each day? And so I want to highlight two ways that I think we can begin to level up in our love for God. The first one is this, recognize. Recognize there is a battle going on for your mind and your body. We are constantly being bombarded with distractions. I think it's, it's important, the first thing to do is to recognize the places and the things that actually distract you from loving God. If you were to take some time today and think about that, what are the areas, what are the places or the times that you actually are distracted from loving God? We live in a physical world. We are physical bodies, right? We can, we can, we can dismiss the fact that the places we go and the things we see and the interactions that we have can play into our love for God. I think with this, we also have to recognize that we have a propensity to be selfish and sinful. <laughs> I know we don't like to think about that, like, <laughs> but I do. You don't have to teach me to be selfish. I, I would say most of us in this room probably feel that same way. You don't, you don't have to teach me to be selfish. In Jeremiah 17, 9, he says this, Jeremiah says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Now you have to understand, when Jeremiah is writing this, he had just watched a whole generation turn from God. They were doing terrible things, awful things. It's like, yeah, I can understand him saying that. <laughs> the heart is deceitful. But even us, we, we could fall into this. And we have to recognize the fact that that could happen. I can be that way. And so if, if we don't recognize the potential darkness in our hearts, we can more easily fall into patterns and behaviors that are unloving. So how do we recognize these places in our lives? I, I think what many of us should do is we should go home, we should turn off our phones, we should make sure the TV's not on, and just sit and think about that. Where am I distracted? What are the things that are vying for my attention? And how are those getting in the way of me loving God? Of me actually thinking about the fact that 
there is a God who wants a relationship with me. And yet, most of us won't do that. That feels weird, right? We, we don't have silence anymore. You're driving in your car. You've got to turn something on. You go into a room by yourself. You check, check your phone. I, I went to uh, renew my license, and it's so funny. You go, in, you go in, you get your number. Everyone's doing the same thing. They're sitting on a phone. We have, like, no downtime. There's always, we're, we're always connected. There's always something we have to be thinking about. Again, back to that continuous partial attention thing. We're distracted. And so we have to recognize what are areas and what are places where we're distracted. If we care, if we care about loving God with our heart, with our emotions, our minds, our wills, all this, how are we finding and recognizing places that we miss this? Recognize. The second one is this. Prioritize. I didn't intentionally have them rhyme, or it's just worked out that way. Prioritize. Prioritize your time, your energy, your attention. It might be in the morning or in the evening or at a lunch break. Prioritize a time that you can put your phone away, get away, and just focus. Proverbs 4, 4, 23 says this. It says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. To me, that sounds like a priority. Above all else. When we think of Proverbs, Proverbs is a wisdom book. So it's saying, hey, you know, it's probably wise for you to guard your heart. What habits or disciplines do I need to establish to keep my heart healthy? How many of us ask that question? <laughs> Not many. I don't think about that. We get on cruise control. I get on cruise control in a week, and I just go, and I do. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, church. Yeah, I believe in God. Okay. That's a thing. How are we prioritizing God in our lives? And also, how are we prioritizing our hearts and where we're at? I think there's times when I've, when I've stepped back and realized, man, I'm, a, I'm in a dark place. Anybody, just, anybody gotten to a place where they've been just living life and living life, and then all of a sudden it's like, man, I have a really negative outlook on things right now. <laughs> I've been really mean lately. I've been really selfish lately. Everything's uncomfortable. I don't like where I'm at. And we don't stop to think about the fact that we have not prioritized time to actually feed our soul, to feed our spiritual health. We talk about mental health, we talk about physical health, we don't think about our spiritual health. There's many of us who are just spiritually malnourished in this room. In our society, we're malnourished. We have not prioritized the things that we say are important. We know what we're supposed to do. Oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to go to church and pray and read the Bible. And yet we haven't done the very things that keep our hearts aligned with God. So, one, how do we recognize the distractions in our lives? How do we recognize the things that are getting in the way of our love for God? And then, two, how are we prioritizing time, attention, towards actually doing the thing that we say is important to us. This is why we pray. This is why we read scripture. This is why we gather together, why we have small groups, why we do things together, because we know that we are prone to falling away. We are prone to being distracted. This is why the Israelites, every morning and every night, said that prayer. Because they had to remind themselves of what was actually important to them. We have to remind ourselves what our priorities are because we're so easily distracted.
worship team, you can start coming up. When we talk about this idea of leveling up, I think many of us have put our spiritual life on the back burner. It's a part of what we do. It's an element. We'll talk about it from time to time. But it hasn't been a priority. It hasn't been something that is the one thing, the one focus. And in this verse, this, the Shema, this prayer, there's one God, one Lord, and you're supposed to love him. And for many of us, it just hasn't been a priority. And so I ask us today, how can we get past the distractions? How can we acknowledge that there is distractions, but then start making steps towards that and actually do the thing that we say is important to us? Loving God. If, if you loved your best friend the way you loved God, would they feel loved? If you loved your spouse the way you say you love God, would they feel loved? Your child, whatever relationship it is, and I think I think for me sometimes that's that's convicting. It just is, because we'll go weeks without talking. days if we're doing good. How can we truly make this a priority? Recognize the distractions. Recognize the hindrances. So that we can actually love God better. So wherever you find yourself today, whatever you need to do, let's, let's together take some steps forward in our love for God realize that we live in a time that it's easily to be distracted. It's easy to get, to be unfocused. But if we care about this, we will take steps. And that is expressed as love to God. And he sees that. Let's continue leveling up. Let's continue pursuing. And let's let our hearts truly love God, our hearts minds, our emotions, our wills, our attentions is focused towards God. Let's pray together. God, I thank you for this time uh, that we could be together. I thank you for who you are and what you're doing and how you're moving in our lives, God. And I, I pray that that through these next days and weeks, God, that that we will be able to be less distracted and give you our focus. That we'll be able to recognize the times that we feel distant, the times that we feel like we don't want to be doing what we know we should be doing. And God, that we would prioritize our time with you. I thank you for this time, God, and I thank you for all that you're doing. I pray that we continue to push forward to love you more because you are worthy of it. We love you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand and join us as we continue this time of worship. Jesus, you make the dark. 
So great worship you guys today. Hope you have a great rest of the week. Uh, rest of the week, not west, west of the week. Rest of the week. Uh, just to clarify there. A um, couple things this week to be aware of. Uh, first, tonight we got youth group. Woo woo. Youth get here tonight. Uh, second thing, this Tuesday is our last first and third. All right, we're at last first and third of the season, then we're going to be getting into uh, home, home group, life group stuff. The, the last first and third, this Tuesday, 7 p.m. at the church. Make sure to come. We're going to have a good time together, celebrate together, and uh, it'll be a great time. If today you would like some prayer, we have a prayer team in the back that would love to pray with you. Uh, so if there's anything that you would like prayer for, please make your way back there. Uh, if not, I hope to see you guys Tuesday, or last first and third, and I hope you guys have a great week, and we will hopefully see you back on Sunday. Take care. Come. We're going to have a good time together, celebrate together.
and uh, it'll be a great time. If today you would like some prayer, we have a prayer team in the back that would love to pray with you. Uh, so if there's anything that you would like prayer for, please make your way back there. Uh, if not, I hope to see you guys Tuesday, our last first and third, and I hope you guys have a great week, and we will hopefully see you back on Sunday. Take care. Come, we're going to have a good time together, celebrate together.